0: A lot of people don't know what's happening with us. A lot of people don't understand it. They might ask questions.
1: Toronto is one of the most diverse cities in the world. And having an event like this is really important for not only tourists and immigrants or newcomers, but the whole city to see the presence and the true history of this land that that we're a part of. That was an Indigenous Legacy Gathering in Toronto today at the Toronto Council Fire Native Cultural Centre. again we're going to bring you conversations from right across the chorus radio network today about the meaning of truth and reconciliation on this second annual national day for truth and reconciliation there were a lot of fascinating chats going on right across uh, the network and we'll bring you the best of them let's begin in Toronto where 640 news host greg brady spoke with ndp mpp so mamakwa about what the national day of truth and reconciliation means to him whether anything has changed for the younger indigenous generation and why there are still boil water advisories in parts of Ontario, even now.
0: NDP MPP, Saul Mamakwa joins us on the show. We always enjoy our conversations, but this is an important day, a very real day. And Saul makes this time for us and you, the Toronto Today audience, to talk about issues in his riding, in the Indigenous landscape, and whether or not we're moving towards a better place. Is it one step forward, one step back? Sometimes we'll talk to Saul about all of that next. I think we're further along in the conversation. I know you you made the point yesterday saying um, without you can't reconcile without truth. So I think we're getting to the point where the truth is being taught in our schools the truth is more in conversations that people like me are having with our parents uh and and talking about what was missed what wasn't spotted what people turned a blind eye to intentionally or not so i think we're even further along than we were last year and we've got to keep digging and getting at this year by year
1: yes uh, certainly i think uh, we moved uh you know um
0: a needle a bit uh you know the um uh,
1: the reconciliation needle uh, just because of the, uh, the visit from the, uh, the historic, uh, penitential, uh, pilgrimage to Canada by Pope Francis. And, and I think, uh, you know, that moved uh, a needle a little bit just because of the, uh, uh, you know, that visit itself and the apology itself. And, but, uh, we have to understand that there's uh, challenges, uh, which lie ahead of our, uh, collective journey to healing. Uh, to reconciliation but uh, and also eventual forgiveness and and i think that's uh, uh, you know uh, the people that saw that uh, is only a first step into a a long journey together so Mm. yeah today uh, again is uh, orange shirt day it's a national day for truth and reconciliation you know uh, this is the second uh, uh, year that we've had uh, and that's a time to um reflect
0: i read your statement yeah. from yesterday i always think of you as a politician that wants to to do do things rather than just say things and and the machinery of government the machinery of politics gets in the way of that um sometimes and and i'm sure you worry and i worry there's too many people into um the world of politics that would prefer to say things as opposed to doing things. But you make the point yesterday: admitting to wrongdoing in the face of undeniable evidence is not reconciliation. Performative acts of apology are not reconciliation. And and you're right: the pope being here made a difference to people. Maybe that was something unthinkable that was going to happen last September at this time. But it's but it's not everything. We need to know more. We need you know records. We need uh, we need to make sure that that we understand exactly what was done as opposed to just. Uh, a blanket apology.
1: Yes, I think that that there's not there needs to be uh, more done uh, in here in the province of Ontario, but also the uh, uh, this country of Canada. Uh, and I think uh, if we go back to the uh, the Truth and Reconciliation Calls to Action, if you read those uh, nine to four calls to action, you you will see uh, the opportunities uh, that are there to invest uh in those uh you know calls to action and uh, i think that you know i think the political will uh has not been there to invest in the, those action items so and i think uh again we have to understand too like here in ontario we haven't like some uh, the, there were 18 sites in um uh, uh, indian residential school sites in ontario and uh you know i think uh the one in uh, uh Mohawk well, College, uh, I mean, in New Brantford is the one yeah. that has started searching, but, uh, you know, we're still searching. And then I think that there's so much we can do And uh, uh, with regards to, uh, you know, just saying things. And and then I think uh, you want to be able to change the directory of the thinking of the people that make. These decisions in uh, across Canada, across uh, the municipalities, across uh, the regions, uh, the governments as well. Right. Like and I think that's Mm -hmm. the intent of sometimes of my messaging.
0: NDP MPP Salma Makwa, kind enough to join us. Um, You're right. Seven years ago, the, the Truth and Reconciliation Commission federally releases its final report. And there's 94 calls to action and it's been documented. We've covered about. 10% of those calls and even Mark, you know, when Mark Miller says this is moving too slowly, he's right. Um, What gets it moving faster? What expedites some of these calls to action? What it's more than just political will, isn't it? Although that's a big part of it.
1: Well, I think that's one of the things too, is, uh, you know, uh, they have to, uh, that political will has to come with uh, some resourcing and investing into those calls to action. And I know uh, sometimes uh, politicians say the good words that they people need to hear, that they put us in the same, they think in the same place. Where, where whereby they talk about cl- colonialism, where they talk about oppression and how it impacts the uh, the lives and the health of Indigenous people. In this case, um, so but that's what uh, it's been mm-hmm. it's been done before. Whereby uh, you know colonial uh, systems, colonial governments have continued to say that. But I think uh, again, actions are more. Uh, uh, actions and uh resources are what we need into these investments and so we come so we can come together as a you know uh, as a better uh, a better ontario a better canada essentially a better a better canada and a better society that's that's what we all need here and then we're all after the same we're all after the same thing
0: some may view this as a loaded question, but it's a really honest question for you, and I've thought about it. Is this now a better time with what we're acknowledging with how we're moving forward for a young indigenous person? Maybe in your riding, maybe where I live, is this a better time? Maybe unfortunately, there's not there's not a lot of great things to compare it to. Is it one of the better times? That we can think of to be young and indigenous and, and independent and knowing the whole world is in front of you. And so many more people want to help people achieve their goals and dreams. Are we in a much better place than we have been in previous decades?
1: I think uh, acknowledging, uh, you know, uh, acknowledging the Indian residential schools and, and its intergenerational impacts uh, is one piece. But I think uh, we have to understand that. Um, we have to understand that there's still uh uh oppressive and colonial systems policies uh, and actions that keep on happening and you know like i i still have uh, 14 long-term boil water advisories in my riding and you know is that a better time i don't know um you know it's uh you know it's uh it, that's a very uh you know, loaded question, and um, you know, and I think uh, we need to be able to uh, come to understand on on the backyard of Canada on what's happening, whereby some of the First Nations are living in third world conditions, and I think we have to acknowledge that as well. Oh yeah, and I think, yeah, and I think that's that. Uh, you know, um, it is like it is a it is a better time than you know uh, what we say ten years ago a little bit. Just uh, just uh, you know, just a needle. You know, like I think it's about. It's not about stepping forward, but it's about changing the where you're looking. Like um, you know, changing the trajectory of the thinking of looking. Um, you know, about uh, three, four degrees or whatever. Like uh, that. That is change. And I think if uh, I always say that uh, when I I do these interviews, because if I can change one person's mind, or at least not change, but at least uh, made a, some somebody's made aware. Uh, at least if I can change uh, one person's. Uh, uh, awareness of uh, Indian residential schools in its impacts, I think I would have made change. And that's how I and that's why I do interview these kind of the type of interviews.
0: When you tell me there's 14 boil water advisories, I'm not shocked. And I should be. So I should if I told you there were 14 boil water advisories where I live, you'd be shocked. So I should be shocked that there are where you are. And it's wrong that I'm not. And it's an absolute. Yeah, it's it's a bucket of of water to the face of all of us that this is still the case so yeah we all want to provide better for our children than our parents were able to provide that's always the goal when you're a kid moving into the next generation and there must be parents looking at their kids right now going I, you know it's not getting done and there's nothing i can do about it and it's terrible that's 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 wrong
1: yes exactly and i think that's uh you know just imagine if uh <laughs> where you live uh, just imagine if uh, the, you know two or three blocks did not have uh uh, clean drinking water for like decades and uh, you know like the longest mm. one is at uh, uh, on his 28th year and um, I was talking to this uh, you know young mother up in the north and uh, you know like she's having to buy water bottled water yeah for her two-year-old boy to bathe, bathe him and to for the skin, skin to clear up and you know and that's something that's people don't know that it's happening today in, in Ontario and in, in Canada it's a it's a different kind of night. It's a different Ontario,
0: it seems. It shouldn't, go, it shouldn't go on this long. It shouldn't go on much longer. It shouldn't go on another day longer. And this is why, again, I thank you for making the time for our show. I want to have more conversations on more days of the week, in more months of the year than obviously just today. Thanks for uh, for your trust and, and for you coming on our show every time. You're always welcome.
1: Miigwech uh, for having me. Thank you.